Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Fringe of It. Episode number 27. A podcast hosted by me, Liv Purvis of What Olivia Did. And me, Charlotte Jacqueline from Betty. Me and Liv, um, Liv and I. You did this last week. Ah, oh, it's just, I, just when I think I've got it. Basically, we forget that we never introduce ourselves and somebody messaged me the other day and said, oh, my daughter listens to your podcast and I follow you on Instagram, but we didn't realise you were the same person. And I thought, well, yeah, that's because we never introduce ourselves on the podcast. Yeah, so I think, yeah, we, we just assume that there, there are, might be new people. Hello, new people. Hello. I'm overjoyed because my period arrived today. Oh, Brett did it, finally. Yeah. I thought like you've been talking about it for the last, comfortably, the last seven days. I said on Instagram, sometimes I feel like my period turns up like a, self, a stealth spy, and I'm like, whoa there, did <laughs> not see you come in. And then other weeks, it's like you can see the horizon, there's a hill, and the circus is coming over the top, oh, and, and it just takes so long, and there's there's spots, and there's moods, and there's bloating, and there's, That's there's normal, crying. It's like a good two weeks of like build-up, and actual, and... Yeah, and I thought it was here yesterday, but it, it wasn't. It was just very dark and I was very tired. It was dark and I was tired. And it arrived today, so I'm thrilled. It, uh, I don't know what to say. I was going to stop talking about my period, but I can't stop. So I was going to say, well, what have you been up to this week? And that has obviously been That's taken a, a l- huge thing for you. <laughs> it's taken up a lot of my time. I have a period tracker. Do you have a period tracker? I do, but I think I need a different one because sometimes it's just like... You are ovulating. You are. It just says everything on one day. I'm like, well, this can't be possible. Mine is just for periods. Um, I know some people like them to monitor their ovulation, but I just want to know what's happening. Oh, yeah. Normally, I don't want to know all those things. I just want to know when I'm due on. Yeah. But mine can fluctuate from 32 days to 41. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's a long period. <laughs> thank, no, thank goodness it doesn't go on for that long. Oh, my God. Sometimes it feels like it, doesn't it? I feel like this conversation about periods has been going on for too long. <laughs> what have I been up to this week? I've been hosting. I've had lots of house guests. Oh. Uh, Jack's mum and dad have been to visit Lincoln for the first time since he moved in. Oh. And I've had Jack's younger sister here with her boyfriend, <laughs> as June calls them, um, Daisy and Meech. Oh, She's, that's how she says his name's Mitch, and she goes Mitch. Oh, I haven't heard her. I haven't, I haven't seen her since she's been like properly chatting. Oh, it's really cute. She's at nursery today, so Liv's a bit annoyed because she's I'm come to Lincoln and she's fuming. not here. Her things are here. We can maybe play with her wooden till later. Oh, no, I'm, an looking at, I'm looking at her little chair set up, and there's a cactus on my chair and Peter Rabbit on another. <laughs> they're like they're sitting on a table with a till and an abacus. Like the normal kind of standard setup. Yeah, absolutely. That's just totally normal for my house. <laughs> Uh, what have you been up to? Oh, so much. I had to oh, make notes. You're tired. Yeah, I had to make notes. Where do I begin? 
So after we recorded last week, I went to see Arctic Monkeys. Oh, how was the Arctic Monkeys? They was good. Were they good? <laughs> they were so good. That's where Jack's sister's gone today. That's where oh. she was here. She's gone to Sheffield. Oh, is this near Sheffield? Are we near Sheffield? Well, it would take you an hour-ish. Ish. Okay, fine. Um, Yeah, no, they were brilliant. They did four new songs, which was just enough for me. Yeah, not too, not too many. Yeah, just enough to whet the appetite of the new album. But it was amazing. They're so good. And then I just got back from Salcombe. Oh, so you did. It was so gorgeous. That's Devon, right? It is Devon. Um, the place that you stayed, is that, has that got something to do with Hercule Poirot? I don't know. It looked a bit like that the Art Deco kind of scene for a murder. Yeah, I wanted to know more about the history. because so we stayed in a place called The Malt, which is a huge house. And it has, I think it houses up to 24 people. So it had loads of bedrooms. Like some of them you literally could do the most epic game of hide and seek ever. Um, that's how, hide I, describe, and seek that's how I describe how big a house is. I'm like, well, think of hide and seek. Did you play hide and seek? I didn't. That was an opportunity wasted. That yeah, okay, they noted for next time. Hours, but it was so beautiful, and it was no, it was amazing. It was with Lizelle, and there were lots of different like bloggers and people. And it's one of those things. Whenever I go on a trip like that, as lovely as it is, I always come away, and then I'm like, do that thing where I go, oh god, was I really annoying? Oh my god, did I just? Did I, was I really loud? And I think when you know people, you get more confident and like a bit more chatty. And I think, yeah, I know. I was what like, you oh mean. my God, I don't want to be the girl that loves the sound of her own voice. She says recording her podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just got really worried. Um, but it was such a gorgeous trip. I did look at um, how much the place would be to stay in because I was like, I could definitely take all my family and friends here. I could not do that. Okay, you will be staying at the travel lodge down the road. I'll, I'll write down how much it is um, for a week in July. Wow. It's a lot. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's Benny. It's beautiful though. It was such a gorgeous trip. <laughs> I, I can't get over those numbers. I know. I think we should tell people. I mean, I looked because so I was like, oh, definitely twenty-one thousand pounds. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't see that coming. I thought and you were going to say 2000 and I was like, come on, Liz. No, for a split second, I was thinking, how much would you have to split that for 24 people? I'm like, still, still a lot. Yeah, no, that's not happening. <laughs> but yeah, I went that. I did. I went that, did that, which was absolutely lovely. Oh my God, I've got to tell you one more thing that I did. Um, She's crossing them off her list <laughs> as, she, as she goes through them. <laughs> but I, last Sunday, well, I did think it was Saturday, which I'm actually going to save. But um, on Sunday, I went to sing along of Mamma Mia 2. Joe's face on Instagram stories as you were taking him. Oh, it was so good. How did, why did he agree to it? I don't know. I think it's because he didn't think I was going with anyone else and he realised, like, like my mum, my dad was there, two of my friends were there and he was like, why am I here? I thought, you, I thought, I thought no one else was coming. <laughs> oh, so he felt sorry for you because he, he thought you had no one to go with, turns out. There were people that wanted to join me after all, but... I'm really trying to not mention this every single week. Someone actually, do you know what? I actually commented, this might have to be cut out actually, but I commented on someone's Instagram photo because in the caption they said, I think my soulmate might be carbs. And that's what Julie Walters says in Mamma Mia 2. And then I like commented saying, have you just quoted Julie Walters in Mamma Mia 2? And someone said, commented on my comment saying, the most consistent thing about Instagram these days is you talking about Mamma Mia 2. <laughs> And I was like, oh dear. So I'm desperately trying. This will be the last time until the DVD comes out. When is the DVD coming out? I don't know. I don't oh, have... Better to be ready for Christmas. Oh God, I de- no, I think it's due out quite soon because I think they're doing some more press. Anyway, blah, 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 didn't say that. But um, yeah, it was amazing. I feel like everyone should go to a sing-along cinema experience for any film once in their life. 
I, yeah, what would I like to go to? It's, no, do you know what? I wouldn't like to go to a sing-along. I want to go to the one where they do it with the Philharm- Philharmonic. Philharmonic. <laughs> Philharmonic. I did a... Mar- yeah, with the orchestra. That's what I would like. I did Dirty Dancing sing-along. And I did the Notting Hill. Um, no, 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 no. Love Actually Orchestra, which was yeah, great. Yeah, um, I really... Actually, the one sing-along I would like to go to is I saw Sister Act. <gasps> they were doing that. That, I, I mean, I would have lost my mind people like I love the fact that when you see it people like go boo or like get really into it do like, they so they're, they're, they're then heckling I love it yeah I'm just so here for it but it was brilliant they're, they're all like the Prince Charles cinema so if you have, if you live in London or you're ever down in London they have so many amazing sing-along sessions so for loads of different films and I went to one actually when I was about eight um for the sound of music for a friend's birthday and I didn't realize until like a couple of years ago but, um, I we've, think... we've got to live on a topic that um, you feel quite quite passionately I about. I do. That's actually today's podcast topic, guys. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. On that note, shall we move on to Telly Talk? I'm really excited to tell you what I watched. I've written extensive notes on it on the BBC, and I love a Beeb drama. Oh, live, me. Live for one. Uh, it's called Trust, and it's about the House of Getty. Ooh. Based on a true story with embellished events, I must say. Don't read my notes. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not I'm just excited. <laughs> um, it's set in the 70s and it's about the House of Getty. So, after a quick Google, Mark Getty, who founded Getty Images, is part of the same family that this programme is about. But I don't have a family tree, so I don't know in which way that they're related. More information to come. Anyway, it was great. The opening scene looks like a Slim Aaron's... Oh. picture Oof. it's it's by um a poolside in this amazing mansion in i assume los angeles and pink floyd song money comes on and i'm still unsure whether the band playing whether they were pink floyd like you know supposed to be pink floyd wow. or it was just playing in the background but the opening scene beware is really graphic i didn't watch it i don't think this is spoiling anything but the one of the sons of sir paul getty kills himself and that's the opening scene so Sorry if I've ruined that for anybody, but it's really horrible and I watched it through, I didn't watch it, I watched Jack's face and then Jack gives me the thumbs up as to when it's okay to watch (laughs) it again. So don't let that put you off because the rest of it is fantastic. So the introduction to the main character who I've just mentioned and the way that they do this makes you hate him from the second you see him. So he has a butler, but what I think it's quite telling, you know, if you did have a butler, you know, where do you draw the line? And his butler like pulls up his pants and then the butler's butler's got a toothbrush in his mouth and he's cleaning his teeth and then he like spits into a bucket. Oh my God. Mm. That's, that is a real... Yeah, and it's not that, um, but it was like his persona as well, like the way he spoke to people, like the the whole combination of those kind of things. Um, And then he has a harem of girlfriends, so he's got four that he taps on the shoulder each night to go to the boudoir. And basically, he's very disappointed with his children, so one of them has killed themselves, the other one um, is drug addicts, and he said that, you know, they're such a disappointment. You see his children, that they seem like reasonable reasonable nice humans and um, but then his grandson turns up and then this is where it all starts so his grandson has got long hair and he you can see he's basically representative of the woodstock free free love kind of vibe um, and it's about you can google it it's his grandson gets kidnapped it's, and the whole um series is about the kidnapping Ooh. so the first episode is kind of setting up to the point where he gets kidnapped Ooh. it's really good the costumes the scenes how did you discover it uh, my friend Roma, I don't know if she listens, but hi Roma, uh, messaged me and was like, she's my, me and her are like Fleetwood Mac obsessives. 
So she, t- you know, anything 70s, she's like, Charlotte, on this. On this. Yeah, she was like, you need to watch this tonight. And I said, Roma, I can't. I've got to wait for Jack. And she said, no, no, no. No, you have not got to wait for Jack. <laughs> I did wait for Jack. Um, but it, yeah, it's really, really good. So it's on BBC and you can get it on the iPlayer. Mm, so is it, has it already been aired? So I don't know. I don't know iPlayer anymore. iPlayer is like a treasure trove of archived good. Yeah, it? I mean, it's on It's on at the moment. Um, but I don't know if, if how many episodes there's been. I think only two. Okay. Yeah, so not a lot to catch up on. Oh, but very cool. gripping. Mm, lovely. What else have you been watching? I, I've I've been reluctantly watching The Circle. I missed the first episode of this. I was really intrigued to see what was going on. Please, pray tell. So, the reason I say reluctantly is because I'm really cross because there's no more First Dates Hotel. That's why I'm annoyed about it. Oh, so, so it's that t- filled it, that gap. Yeah, so it's taken the slot after the bake-off on Tuesday at nine o'clock. I thought, what a load of shite. And then three episodes later, he there left. I am. So Jack, as I say, Jack's younger sister was here and we watched three episodes last night. I mean, they, these kids stay up till, I don't know what time. I left them at 11 o'clock. God knows what time they went to oh bed. Oh my God, you still got three episodes in. How long are the episodes? I want to say, there must be an hour because we fast-forwarded the advert. Okay. Or just forwarded the adverts, as you as you might. Forward. Um. So basically, there's all there's eight contestants presently. One just got um blocked, and they have different rooms in this building, um apartment block, but they're not allowed to see each other. They just message through this unique social media app that they've created. Um, and one person, um, my favourite person, who is Freddie. They load up his all his pictures and he was like, who is this fine thing? I think we should all have a bit more confidence like Freddie. Yeah. Um, and he is gay, but he's pretending to be straight because he doesn't want to be judged by his sexuality. And they are they real pictures of him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he ha- kind of went through. He's he's quite um a lot of velvet jackets. I mean you okay. might you might make a lot of assumptions, so he's tried to kind of find the most neutral kind of picture of himself so people can't make too many assumptions and then another guy I can't remember his name he's gone in and previously he's been catfished right so now he is the the catfisher if that's what you call it and he's pretending to be a girl but using his girlfriend's pictures right I know and then there was another girl um she was pretending to be a junior doctor because she thought that uh, and she wasn't on social media at all and she thinks social media is you know the devil's work um but she thought a junior doctor would be very trustworthy a woman called Janelle and she and she's gone on with her baby oh wow and I don't know how old her baby is I'd probably say about six months which is the peak cuteness Really? I kept squealing at the TV. Oh my God. So what is the aim of this game? So the aim of the game is to become the most popular. At the end of, I don't know how many episodes, so we watched the end of the second episode and somebody got blocked. Um, So I assume at that point they bring in a new person. Um, And there's a 50... Is there £50,000 or £10,000? There's money to be won. Okay. Fun house. And they've got to be the most popular, so that's why they can, like, craft somebody, essentially, if they want to. Yeah, if they think that that's the best strategy. And how do they prove their popularity? They can go off to private chats, they can go off to group chats, they they can have dates with one one another... I think I'd have to watch this. I think it's one of those programmes you have to watch. It was intriguing. Yeah. It was very intriguing. And 
there was a guy called Dan, and he's brought his turtles, and that was just really cute. Oh, okay. Everything saying that I will like it so far. Yeah, but Janelle's baby, I, I missed what the baby was called, but every time she came on the screen, I lost my mind. It, she is the cutest baby. What's her baby called? No, I just, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Cute baby one. Cute, cute baby one. Yeah, she's so, like an old, so um, cute. But Janelle show. also isn't letting people know that she has a baby. Right. It's it's kind of that TV where you're like, what? Why? Why am I? Why am I? Is it watching? a bit Black Mirror esque? Yeah, it's really yeah bizarre. I'll be tuning in. Oh, okay. I might give it a watch then. What have you been watching? I've been talking for quite some time. Sorry, listeners. So you have um, my turn. Okay, so the first thing it's not a TV show, but it's connected to a TV show. Last week I went to see Scylla. Oh, you did, and I was so annoyed because I was supposed to come with I you. Know. But I actually turns out I wouldn't have been able to because I'd use my babysitting coupons. Oh, okay. See, so, yeah, but I went to see Scylla. Can I interrupt and say your bottom eyelashes are so very long? Oh, thank you. Have they always been that long? Yeah. Are they real? Yeah, well, oh, no, they're extensions. Well, you never know. Wow. Thanks. Carry on. <laughs> I'm going to shut my eyes now. <laughs> I won't look at you. No, I went to see Scylla, and it's based on the TV adaptation. Which that, I've watched 400 times. Which was amazing. It was very, very similar. Um, so it was done, I think it's created or produced by her son, um, Robert. Robert, I don't know why I rolled my arse so much. <laughs> it was so good. The girl who played Scylla was incredible. Her voice was amazing. And I went to follow her on Instagram, and she followed me on <gasps> Did she? And I was a fangirled. But she was brilliant. It was such an amazing production. Loved having a sing. Just, it was like, they had the, pho- the, the phone box moment, and all those, oh, it was, with oh. with Bobby. With Bobby. So good. I loved it so much. Oh, I might watch Scylla tonight. I feel like I need to watch it again. I absolutely loved it. Sheridan Smith was amazing. So good. <gasps> Absolutely love it. So Anyone who has a heart would take me in his arms. For a minute there, I was like, that's literally me. not the tune, but it is. You recovered it. I'll stop singing now. I'll stop singing. Why do we sing every episode? Stop it. That's you. Um, so watch that. That wasn't on telly, but yeah, I've been obsessed with Bodyguard, um, as I keep mentioning. I've not caught up because Jack's working away. Well, it's so the we're... last one on Sunday. So how many episodes are there? Six. Okay, we've, I'm still on 15 minutes of the first episode. Yeah, you've got, you got, you got five, hour, five hours and 40 It's seconds. really irritating when Jack works away. Oh, it's um, so good. Because, you know, we, I, I can't go forward. Oh, it's brilliant. I'm very excited for the finale which by the time this actually goes up would have happened. Can't wait to debrief on that next week. Um, but I would started watching Killing Eve. Oh, after... I feel like I've seen that a lot mentioned. I've seen so many mentions of it. And I was like, right, BBC drama, what's, what's not to like? And I started last night. I do like, I think next, because I've been watching, I'm so obsessed with Bodyguard. It's, it doesn't, I, don't, I do love it. It's very funny. It's what, got, what's it about? It's about female assassin. Oh, I've only watched one episode, but so far, like the film, the cinematography is brilliant. The costumes are amazing. Mm. It's a Molly Goddard. Oh, is there? Yeah, like very. Oh, that's what I've seen. I think I've seen a press yeah. shot a few times. Yeah, there's some great costumes. The plot's good. It's moving very quickly, um, but I think I'm just comparing it a little bit to Bodyguard, which I shouldn't do because they are very, very different. Um, but so far, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I won't spoil too much because the plot moves so quickly. It's hard to. Not no, spoil it. Okay, that's I know. I I struggle. But it's good. It's like it had a few funny moments, which I liked. It was like it wasn't. It although the plot is quite dark, it kind of the humor and it made it a bit more kind of digestible. Made light of the situation. Exactly that. And then after I watched that, I watched the Mercury Prize on telly. Was that on last night? Yeah, oh, it that's was. Where I, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it was on BBC Four, which I haven't 
I've never I've ever watched it, but because I don't really watch the Brits, I haven't watched the when is the Brits? You're happened? asking me. I think it's in February. But um, no, it was really good. Warfallis won, which was really nice. They were really happy, which was good. Never heard of Warfallis. They're before. really good. They're one of my favourites. So there was who were who was up for it? There was Arctic Monkeys, Lily Allen, King Cruel. Um, I think we're we're veering into territory where you're gonna I'm gonna lose you. You've lost me. <laughs> Too late. Um, but no, it was brilliant. It was really really good. And yeah, had a really nice little evening. Joe was out watching the old football. So um, I just feel like the football is on all the time at the moment. I know. That's, that's I'm glad Jack's away. I know. I'm just like, oh, and another team. <laughs> Go football! <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we talk about this week's Bake Off? Oh, let's. I'm a bit annoyed that Terry got a bit of a pass this week, to be honest. Mm, I was a bit sad no one went. Well, they said that potentially two people will go next week and I do believe two people will go next week. I feel week. like they will. Do you know what's, what made me think this week? Like Wagon Wheel Week, which wasn't actually the official title of it, but it will be known as Wagon this Wheel Week. This week was Dessert re- Week, yeah. right? But it did make me think about Roulards because again, I you know when you go into Marks and Spencer you buy one around Christmas and you're like, oh, six quid. That's a lot. The art of it. The art of a Roulard. No one should have to roll a meringue in life. I would just like to dedicate this episode to blancmange. It's one of my favourite things. I'm horrified. Do you hate blancmange? I'm horrified. My mouth just went to the floor. I was like, it's like Jelly's uglier cousin. Oh my goodness, <laughs> it's amazing. First of all, I really like the way... I thought you liked the 70s, Charlotte, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> First of all, the way it's spelt is exceptional. Have you ever seen blancmange written down? No, but I'm, oh, I'm trying There's to... like I'm silent trying... C's, there's, I mean... I'm trying to literally... Do you think you could spell blancmange? No, should we try and both spell blancmange? Well, I definitely can't spell it. Can you spell it? Blan... No. Right, go on. Try and spell blamange. Is blanche. there a G and an H in it? Okay, give me give me a blamange spelling. B L A M. Yeah. Blam. A. No. Blam. Oh my god! I've just seen it on the screen. So blogmange. Yeah. B L A N C M A N G E. Silent C. Blamange. Blamange. I mean, it's a very regal-looking dessert, but it's just... I absolutely love blancmange. And that blancmange, it was a raspberry blancmange. It was absolutely... When you Google blancmange, the fourth image on Google is a rabbit-shaped blancmange, and it looks a bit fake, doesn't it? Uh, Jack's, Jack's younger sister, who I've mentioned several times, she had a little rabbit phone charger, and I thought it... Yeah, I did not think it was a rabbit. It was a little pink one. Yeah, that's what that blancmange looks like. Yeah, uh, that's got a bed of um, green jelly grass as well. That literally... Oh, could... look, there's another blancmange rabbit. It, blancmange rabbits, okay, that's something I've realised. Oh, I don't know what that is. There's a brain. Oh, look, there's another one. Do not Google blancmange because you'll be greeted with a whole host of things you did not want to see. I would do happily you know eat all of these. I did like, I do like, Angel Delight. Oh, do you know what, though? Have you tried it recently? They changed the recipe. Yeah, I'm convinced they've changed the recipe. I like the powdery bits that you stumble across when you've done oh, no, the lumpy bits. They're the bits I hate. Oh, I have. I love your bits. So when my when I was younger, I used to go to my nan's house and I used to make a bowl of Angel Delight, and my nana would let me eat the whole thing. I feel like Angel Delight. Look might at this blanc. It's got painted roses on. Should we describe what Angel Delight is? Because I feel there are definitely going to be people that do not know what Angel. Who Delight. doesn't know what Angel Delight is? Is it a UK thing? Oh, hello, international listeners. I know. Angel Delight. It comes in a packet and it's a powder. 
When I was younger, we had strawberry, banana, chocolate, and occasionally butterscotch. There might oh, be butterscotch. I didn't like that. I do remember it though. It's a powdered dessert product produced in the UK. It's designed to be mixed and whisked with milk to create a mousse-like dessert. And then you just put it in. You basically have your powder, put your milk in, put it in the fridge. No, you miss the bit where you whisk it. Yeah, whisk it and then put it in the fridge. <laughs> Same difference. But yeah, it's the lumps of powder I do, I do not enjoy. Oh, I love those. But I used to love it when I was younger. Oh, look. Oh, banana. Yeah, I used to like that flavour. Oh. And it's also available in mint chocolate. Mint chocolate? And white chocolate. Ooh. There we are. Uh, shall we move on to Fridge Fantasy? Have we, we got anything well. else to say about the Bake Off? No. What was the other thing they made? They made a roulade of blancmange. Oh, the bomb dessert, the chocolate. Oh, bomb. oh, oh. Okay. There is much there's much more to say. Um I love a chocolate bomb. Well would it it had to be made out of chocolate, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. To function. So if, if again nobody knows what we're talking about, it's a chocolate dome and then you pour sauce over it and then it reveals an underlayer. Of an interior dessert. And then yeah, so second dessert. Um uh, intense. Oh, Kim Joy's one with all the um turtles inside. I nearly wept at the sight of those turtles. I mean, I want to see in, inside Kim Joy's mind. That was just... It's, it was inspired. It must be a colourful place, mustn't it? But those little turtles were all smiling. She's just so pure. She's so sweet. Um, But yeah, I spoke to Jack on the phone because he was staying at his mum's house. He said, I've had to go upstairs. I can't... The, ten- the tension is too much. He said it was stressing that. Oh my God, I don't blame him. Yeah, Um. My favourite chocolate bomb dessert that I've ever eaten is at Bob Bob Rickard, which is just off Carnaby Street. Oh, yeah, that's fancy. Yeah, though, I mean, it's fancy, you, you know. But the these. Ivy do a good one that everyone raves on about. Not been. I'll have to try it. Maybe we should do a chocolate bomb Tour. review. Yeah, it might take a while, though, because I can't have more than one in a day. <laughs> that's true. They're very, they're very intense. Well, I think that's a nice um, introduction to Fridge Fantasy. Okay, so this week um, there hasn't been one standout new item, but there is a, oh, this is a bit self promo y, but I've been making a recipe that I had on my blog from years ago. It's my mum's mac and cheese. Oh, how do you like your mac and cheese? Because I do not like mine too wet. No, I don't like it too crude. So I put it like, I do it so you can have a bit of sauce, but not too much. Yeah. Still quite dry and like crispy and dry. Mm-hmm. And then I have bacon in it mm. and um, tomato and. You know, a bit basil sometimes, but it's amazing. We oh, you weren't feeling very well, were you? That was the day no, you weren't well. Yeah, no. Just what you want. A, bo- a bowl, oh, a nice bowl of mac exactly and cheese. Exactly what the doctor ordered. I, I love mac and cheese. I just, if I could eat mac and cheese every day, I think I would. It's so good. It's really comforting and autumnal. <gasps> but there is oh, this is it. This this is worthy fringe fringe fridge fantasy <laughs> talk talk. Can't talk. Um, this is worthy of fridge fantasy talk because last year there was a recipe on the Jamie Oliver website. It's a butternut squash soup recipe, and we made it so much last year. And then towards the end of autumn, the recipe disappeared offline. What happened? No idea. It wasn't on the Jamie Oliver website anymore. And I was searching, and I found the pin of it on Pinterest. Clicked through, directed to nowhere, and I was like, ooh! And it's such a good recipe. It's like butternut squash, sage, and pancetta. Oh, that sounds incredible. It is, it is incredible. I rolled my eyes. It sounded that good. And this year, the recipe's back. Where's it been? I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it was sabbatical. just... Yeah, maybe it was like, no, do you know what? You're not going to make me out of season. Yeah, so that's it. So it's back now. 
which I'm over the moon about, so I'm going to make it this week. I was going to make it a couple of days yesterday, but um, I didn't. <laughs> Thanks for that story. <laughs> the end. What have you been eating? Well, this week, because we've had some house guests, I got Lincolnshire sausages from the butchers because there is nothing like a Lincolnshire sausage from Lincolnshire. Not the ones you get in the supermarket that say they're Lincolnshire sausages um, and they're not. Um, so I got them for Jack's mum and dad to try and impress them um, with a with a sausage butty. Can you taste the difference? Oh my goodness, yes, absolutely. Next time you come. And there's also a place in Lincolnshire called Boston. And if you get a Boston sausage, that's better than a Lincoln. Link- I can't even talk, I'm so excited. A Lincolnshire sausage. She's breathless. Yeah, that's pork, how it's... breathless by pork. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, and then also this week, I took myself for a glass of champagne and a slice of chocolate cake. I saw that, you classy, classy lady. So I just want to do a little shout out to Princhy on Wardour Street, if you've not <gasps> been. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I've been saying Princey. I've been saying Princey, because that's what the Italians say who work there. Oh, well. I might be pronouncing now I'm it wrong. the fool. Um, if if you haven't been, it's just carb heaven. Somebody messaged me and said I found out I was um a celiac and now I can't go and your pictures have really upset me. Aww. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry to that person. I definitely feel your pain. Um, actually, she could have eaten the chocolate cake I had. That was flourless. Mm. Um, so I had this slice of chocolate cake. This was earlier on in the day. It was five pound fifty for a slice of chocolate cake. I got to the till and I was like, oh. So I sat and enjoyed it and maybe it was delicious. Maybe it was made how they make the wagon wheels and bakes. Maybe it was that kind of intense process. Yeah, they're like, we're going to charge per slice yeah. for this. Um, and then later on, I had an hour to spare before my train and I thought, what should I do? And I thought, quite fancy glass of champagne. So that's not really, champagne's not a new food, but I just thought the experience of taking yourself out for a slice of chocolate cake or a glass of champagne, we should all do a little bit more of. I was I was like, wow, that looks like a fun thing. It's St Pancras and King's Cross. Are Very two, glamorous. Are two places that I think if you're going to have a glass of champagne or own, that is exactly where you want to be doing it. I was just perched on a bar stool, having a nice time. Oh my God. I bet, I, I bet you were a delight on the train home. Uh, well, the train home was actually cancelled and I had to get another train. Um, I en- ended up sitting on the vest- the floor of the vestibule. Ooh. Do you know what that, that's what they're called? I only know because of your stories where you said that is what it is. The corridor between the trains. And I was sat on the floor and because I'd had the glass of champagne, didn't really care. But let's wrap, let's close the fridge door. See what I did there? I love that. That's got to be... <laughs> um, also, next week, I would like to start introducing a new section as well. Another new section. The podcast is getting too long. It's going to get too long. Maybe we could, like, that if we've not eaten anything in that week that's interesting, we could do this section. And I want to introduce it. It's called The Cheek of It, where we discuss something that's annoyed us this week. Oh, okay, fine. First bit of negativity. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of things annoy me throughout the week, but I always forget, so I'll make sure I make a note of them. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't know. What's annoyed you this week? Well, checking the weather forecast has not been right a couple of times. So what have you gone out in the... Well, actually, a lot of things have happened to me this week. I've gone out in knitwear and closed-toe shoes. Spoiling! 
I just, I've forgotten what 17 degrees is. I'm like, is that hot? Is it cold? Yeah, I know, because 17 degrees in spring, we were all kind of like wanting to put our sandals on. And you're like, oh, it's not, it's not hot enough for that. And then 17 degrees in autumn, you're like, definitely keeping those toes out. Yeah, but and it's not quite jumper weather. Yeah. Where, where are you at? I mean, that's not the cheekiest thing, but um, I'll think of more next week. <laughs> Can't wait. Cross that off my list. Let's move on to shopping. Do you know what this week I discovered? Again, rediscovered, should I say, Bowden's jeans. Oh, I actually, I asked Liv to shut the gate on the way in. I feel like I'm always saying something about locking the gates or shutting the gates. And whilst you were struggling with shutting the gate, I was admiring your jeans. They're brilliant. They're so good. Can you tell what what the fit? So they are called the Keswick jean. How are you spelling that? Like Keswick, like Chiswick. Okay. K-E-S... W I C K. I just like hearing you spell things. Because it's a bit of a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I can't spell. I don't know why I'm bullying you. Um, sorry. So they are a kind of mid rise kick flare and they are short. Someone did comment on my Instagram like, oh, you should have got a longer size. And I'm like, they're called crop kick flare. That's exactly what we're going yeah, for. Yeah, that is exactly what they are. Um, have they got a bit of stretch in? They have got a, a little bit of stretch. But not too much. Hang on, let me feel that. Okay, that's fine. It's nice, nice they, amount. they maintain their shape. Mm hmm. They don't, then like after a wash, they go back to it. It's like that nice amount of stretch where you're like, oh, I, can, I can squeeze into them. And how far are they coming up on the tummy button? Just just touching it. Okay. Just, just touching just it. Just grazing Skimming it. Skimming it, which is exactly what I like. Yeah. Good for tucking things into. They're just a really nice fit. I really, really did admire them earlier. I, I'm really happy with them. They come in like an indigo wash, which is darker than this and almost just like a classic blue. Yeah. Um, I like that one that you've got. What's what wash is that? It's not the there's indigo and then there's this one. I used to be really in love with their skinny jeans. I think as I've been wearing skinny jeans less and less, I forgot how much I like them. And the Bowden kindly sent me a pair from their new range, which are these ones. I just love them. I think they're great. Yeah, no, you're you're rocking those. One more thing I bought this week um, with a voucher I had is a pair of cowboy boots. Oh yeah, I, do you know what? Again. I admired them in my head, didn't say it out loud, um, but didn't actually note the significance of a cowboy boot coming back. I've seen so many people wearing them. I feel like I've, I gave in and then I was like, oh God, do I even want it? Is, it, I... Two, is it 2002 again? And then, does one even require a cowboy boot? But yeah, they're great. They're very cool. I feel like Alex Turner. Yeah, I mean, you weren't The giving... famous cowboy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say... Uh... So much to unpick there. Yeah, so much to unpick. Where are your cowboy boots from? They're Ganny. Oh, they're nice. So they're the, I've seen a lot of, Ganny do some quite wild ones. They've got a very famous white pair that are doing the rounds and a white and black pair and a pink and black pair. Um, but these are kind of like a patent mock croc, um, kind of like navy and very dark brown. So I'm very excited to wear them like midi dresses. Yeah, you were looking good. I'm still furious because for my 18th birthday, my like big present was a pair of cowboy boots from a shop which I don't think so anymore on the King's Road and it was called R Souls. Like R the letter R and then Souls. Oh, so like R Souls. Yeah. I had them R-Souls. and mum you know, mum was like, Do you know what I think, you know, a Tiffany necklace or anything? I was like, No, I want some cowboy boots. Oh like cowboy boots from R Souls. <laughs> and um they were they were amazing. We went down and my dad hundred percent chucked them away disappointing but luckily for him my feet have swollen uh, through pregnancy so now I wouldn't be able to wear them but Topshop have got a very very good 
pair similar to the Gany ones. If you are looking for some tops, you have a great selection, which I, I know. I don't know if I can go back. I was wearing cords the other day, which is one thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm pretty much dressed like my 16 year old self. Yeah, I think you have to. There's a delicate line. I think I'm almost like if I had my cords, this check jacket on, and my cowboy boots. Yeah, we'd be t- we'd be on the tightrope. I said it to my mum. So I have got some trousers from Finery, and they're cords. They're I've got a baby blue pair and they're kind of a berry, berry red colour. Uh, but the baby blue pair are a cropped flare again. Um, I would probably say regular to jumbo cord, yeah. somewhere in between. Not, not needle point. No, not needle point. And they're high-waisted. And I had them on with the cream converse, give a damn t-shirt. I had a hair clip in my hair. And I said to mum, I was like, remind you of anything, 16-year-old me. And she looked me up and down and was like, oh, my God. Yes, you're dressed exactly like you were when you were 16. If I put a rainbow belt on with a plastic apple clasp and some beads on my arm, well, we've we've both got to tread carefully. I know it's it's a delicate line, but I need to just be careful. I mean, today I've got my flares on. I've got like a blazer, check blazer. I feel a little bit like Steve Coogan. I look a little bit like dad-like. Oh my goodness! It's it's delicate. It's a quite delicate. So uh, especially because I've got a big like overnight oh, bag. I you do... are Steve Coogan. I know. Who was at the Alexa Chung presentation at London Fashion Week? By oh, the way, I saw. I saw. I'll keep it. I'll keep it brief. Um, this week, apart from the cords, I've just bought some makeup bits. I've mm. bought some concealer from Glossier, the stretch concealer. Mm. Really liking that, and I went into John Lewis. And I normally have Chanel foundation, but I wanted something a bit different. So I went for the Charlotte Tilbury and I've brought it here because I knew I'd forget the name of it. And it's just called Light Wonder mm. and it's got an SPF 15 and it's a light coverage. Perfect. And I normally go for something a little bit thicker, but I thought actually it tends to just sit. This is like sat on my skin, whereas some of the heavier stuff, as, my, as I'm getting older, it kind of like embeds on my skin and I don't, mm. I don't need that. I don't need that. So, yeah, not actually bought a lot this week. I'm thinking about a lot of things. Those office boots that we talked about a few weeks ago, the Aloha ones. Which colour did you go for? Oh, okay. The leather is very, very, very soft. I was talking to Sophia of Sophia Rosemary fame, and um, she said office boots can lose their shape, but I bought them. The leather is very soft, so I can imagine them literally moulding around my feet, which could be nice, but you might see like an outline of toe which might not be so. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. So I tried on the blue suede ones because I've got the black by far ones. Oh, yeah. And I got them resold this week, which I still haven't picked up from the cobblers. But anyway, I tried on the blue suede ones and I loved them. And I've been admiring them. I know that they're not practical, but I just can't get them out of my head. Yeah, that's what I did with the black ones. They are they are lovely. Um, they feel like, did you, did you ever do like more jazz dancing? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah I did. Do, do you know the shoes, the lace-up shoes. Yes, I know. And, and they're like ones. so thin. They like you might see an outline of your toes. Yeah, like that kind of leather. Okay, interesting. So I don't know. I'm still dancing around those boots. No pun intended. <laughs> Skating around. Skating around the idea. Um, and that's me. I've um I've done the returns. As I said, I've taken the Topshop suit back, taken the monkey jump suit back, and I'm feeling I'm feeling good about those choices. Good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm an adult. You are so adult. I know. Congrats. Thanks. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so today's topic, we are going in with the talk about influencers and on being online. The big, it's, it's a meaty topic, but it's one that Charlotte and I have had a lot of thoughts over and been discussing kind of on WhatsApp, on voice notes over the last couple of weeks. And there's been a lot of pieces about it online. So we thought we'd tap into it. Firstly, never listen back to your voice notes that you send over WhatsApp. Oh my God, we were we were in bits we, earlier. We sound like ridiculous humans. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a funny listen. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, don't listen to it back. But we kind of there, there was some really interesting articles. I'm going to start with the articles that kind of have prompted this conversation, and generally just kind of like feelings amongst friends. But um, grazia, I was going to say grazia for a second. I think I say grazia. Yeah, grazia is how I say it. Grazia. Released an article on the 29th of August, and it was entitled, As the Government Cracks Down, We Go Inside the Murky World of Influencer Marketing. Um, the other articles that we're going to discuss is our friend Brittany, brittanybathgate.co.uk. She wrote an article, and um, what is the title of this article? It's so far down, I've been admiring all the pictures. Yeah, actually, to be fair, the, the title's got nothing to do with the content, but she was just talking about um, how much of ourselves we have to reveal online. Um, and then the, the cherry on the cake that made us decide on this topic was Pandora Sykes wrote an article for Man Repeller um, and that was entitled I don't want to convey perfection online comma but must I bear my soul and that was on the 14th of this month um, and all of them have just struck a lot of chords I mm, think but a lot of food for thought I mean Liv and me both would be in regarded as influencers so I think it was just quite interesting for us to talk about it we just had a lot of feelings I think I think the first thing that we both started discussing is when and how influencer became a bit of a dirty word yeah and a word that's almost kind of like spat out a little bit when people go influencers it's a little bit said like that Mm. and people are very reluctant to title themselves influencers or they might refer to themselves as an accidental influencer Mm. Which I know something we've both spoken about because I think essentially are we not all accidental influencers to an extent? I mean, when I think about why I started blogging, you know, when everyone was really, I mean, everyone still is very much obsessed with people like Alexa Chung. In a way, you could have called her an influencer at the time. I mean, that girl influenced everything I wore for about five years. I was like, what? what, Well, still is. That's the thing, and I feel like although she has lots of other titles. Perhaps if the word influencer was a thing, then would we have called her an influencer? I think the problem with the word influencer is nobody, I guess, who works in blogging or who is a writer or a podcaster or anybody that's in any portion of the public eye, nobody decided on that word. It was decided, I don't know, but yeah, but by probably somebody at the Daily Mail, I'm going to say. Yeah, I think that's the thing. And I feel like, on one hand, I'm really for it because I think it's it's a free market. Like anyone could be an influencer, which makes it really accessible to everyone, which is really good. It's such a nice thing about the internet is that anyone can do it. Anyone could be a blogger. Anyone can 
do it if they want to, which is great. But I've always kind of said it almost belittles everything else you do because it kind of boils you down to being like a public enabler. It's yeah. kind of saying like, oh, you can make someone buy something or do something, which is great and it's a knock-on from the other things you do. But you're like, I don't know, I know, and I know in the Grazia article, there's me, Grazia, Grazia, it was said that perhaps because it's not an academic thing that people do get a bit funny about it, but I do feel like it can, it does undermine the worth that you've worked towards, potentially. I think one of the big issues with, you know, why the word influencer or in or influencers in general can get people's back up is because there's not... I don't want... No, that's a blanket term. Some people, and it's always a minority that ruin, ruin it for everybody else, <laughs> but some people aren't very transparent or honest. So, for example... I am always transparent if I have been gifted something. And again, I, I've said the word, uh, I've said that I don't like the word gifted because if some if a brand sends you something, they are hoping that you will feature it so that they will get sales. It's kind of a business transaction. Yeah. And I know that doesn't happen in every job. And it's, you know, and I think before we go any further, I know that we're very lucky to do what we do. We're very, we're in a privileged position. But I think... Because I keep seeing these articles, I, you know, I felt that we, like, really wanted to address. Yeah, our side. Not our side. Our side. Our side of the story. Um, it gets tiny violins out. I'm influenced. I'm influenced by you. I'm influenced by my friends. I'm influenced by people online. But what I know is that's how I shop now. Yeah. I, I don't read mag. Well, I do. I pick up magazines, but I don't I do not do it religiously every month. And I don't watch that much TV. I mean, I watch a lot of TV. But I... I <laughs> In fast- the name of research. Yeah, but I fast forward the adverts. Where do I... Where do I get my inspiration? Where do I find out about brands I like, things I like, places I like, food I like? It's from from all these... My, my social networks. Yeah. But I don't mind. I love it. Because... I can really drill down into my corner of the internet and find things that are right up my aesthetic or, you know, things that really excite me. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because I had, a, I had a message earlier today and it was kind of like, well, as an influencer, you have a, a position of responsibility, which I totally understand I'm very sensitive about and I'm very, like, I'm very careful with because I think there's a lot of people that do follow, but then you kind of think, like, you didn't choose that responsibility in a way. Do you know what I mean? Is you're, that coming yeah. across? Yeah. Well, you're literally like Spider-Man with... <laughs> <laughs> with that is the first time that's been said. <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. But um, Dolly Alderton on the high-low, um, on the first episode that they came back with after their summer break. So Dolly said, I don't think anyone should be forced into showing realness of their private life in the online world at the risk of being accused of being some big, fat, deceitful liar if they don't. So I think this is some of the questions that are coming up. And then Pandora, um, in the Man Repeller article that she wrote, oh, what is that quote? It just, that we had? I, I know that she says it kind of being raw promotes a lot of commentary. Yeah. Um, And I think that's something that I kind of feel as someone who works primarily online is quite public about things. That's the side that makes me hold back from sharing because it's the commentary. And because it's your real life, you kind of feel a bit like, I don't really want everyone to have commentary on those things that I'm doing and if I'm doing them wrong or... Do you know what I mean? It's quite... It's it's like you're just pottering around your normal life, you're documenting it, but then it's someone saying to you, 
that's wrong. Well, Brittany discusses this. She kind of says that you feel like if you're not putting out something raw and honest, is there any value to it? Mm. And it's like when we all started, it was just sharing things for the love of sharing things. But now everything seems to, you feel like everything needs to be really poignant and really meaningful and really raw and deep and honest, which is obviously amazing. It's so exciting to see so many people being so candid about all these personal things, which obviously makes the world feel like a smaller place and it makes the world feel less daunting when you know people can relate to you on things that are quite private. But equally, if you're not discussing them, I don't think it makes you any less of a real person online. It doesn't make you inauthentic. It just means you're choosing not to disclose those things to a large audience. Definitely. I think frivolity... Now, there's a word I've not said for a while. That's quite fun. Um, But it's going back to one of the questions that gets asked quite a lot because I've always worked in fashion. I I have a degree in fashion and a lot of people have always questioned that. And is that because the fashion industry, although it has quite a few problems, as most industries do, but is it because it's a women-orientated industry and fashion is seen as very frivolous? But I think fashion is very powerful like the way it makes me feel you know it's I've always been obsessed with it I've always been obsessed with clothes and you know they reflect my mood and they can make me feel so much joy and yeah do we need to balance that out with I think yeah there is that need that whenever we post like if I ever after a while I think whenever I posted an outfit blog post I felt that I needed to support it with a real depth and a real kind of like think piece style open article when really it's just like all I want to do is share something or a brand or it's yeah you feel like you have to justify the need of talking about clothes or something that is like perhaps what people like to describe as surface level vapid or something by going into a real depth about something else I think you know like you've just talked about those jeans sometimes I honestly just want to know about a, a good pair of jeans or a good pair of shoes yeah I don't need to the writer to bear their soul. I'm happy to share online, but I think some of the articles that I've read is, you know, not everybody feels comfortable with that. Um, and it's definitely taken me a while to get used to it. And now I'm so used to it. I will share online. Um, and I think where, where I draw the line, I always think about what I've always been interested to know. For example, you know, I'm always interested in people how people make their money or interested in how shoots go on or how how people work with brands so that's the kind of stuff I share online because when I worked in an office and I was like how can I do this full time they're the questions that went through my head so I'm very happy to share but it doesn't mean everybody should have to share and it doesn't make the the other people that don't share any less of a a better person than than me and I do think sharing online is becoming like we touched on earlier in the car a scarier thing to do because mm. there are so there is so much noise and it does it it's, it can be quite difficult to share things online because it's we've spoken about it before in other previous episodes where you think it can be quite scary to get things wrong in yeah. such a public sphere i think perfectionism perfectionism doesn't exist does and, it? and i think you're always learning and you're always developing your thoughts and opinions on things so you might share for example I shared something um, that I'd seen Jamila Jamil post recently and I, I posted it and it struck a chord with me and then I thought about it for a bit and I was like, actually, there's elements of this I don't necessarily totally agree mm. with. And then it was following up to that. And in that time, people had already kind of jumped on it and said, actually, what about this? What about this? Mm. 
you you don't almost have that breathing room or thinking space to kind of correct yourself or properly form a discussion because people are already kind of it you know it can be quite difficult to articulate yourself because I think although some people might say oh you're an influencer you're still a normal person do you know what I mean I think with I don't know it's weird isn't it because I think but even even you saying that like influencer a normal person like I think that's the point yeah the word influencer is just such a crappy word it's because weird, we're all almost, normal people and that's the thing it almost puts you on if like someone sent me a message like oh well you're an influence you should be da 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 and I was thinking well I'm not I'm a normal person like it's I do have influence and I, I'm obviously I mean I, I buy all the stuff that you no, I don't buy. mean that in a, I don't mean that in a big-headed <laughs> way but hmm. you know when you have got a social following it, it you do have responsibility but that's but but then do you but to, yeah my like, yeah I know to an extent, I feel like I do, I feel like I've I because have I think self inflicted responsibility, but I don't think people don't choose it. Yeah, I think it it's your personal values, isn't it? I that's why I like to share because my personal values. Uh, if you see me at a party, I will a party. I'm always at parties. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, I will always overshare. I always have overshared. That's what. That's I think that's who the thing. I am. Whether you had five followers or five hundred thousand followers. Yeah, I've always that's overshared. What you'd always do, and I think that's the thing. And you you try and maintain that. But obviously, when more and more people are tuning in, that's when you kind of feel you need to taper that a bit. I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I think there's definitely things that I won't talk about online. So I've never ever mentioned June's sleep online um just because I know that that will provoke a lot of conversation and reactions from people but I think people that do talk about that online are brilliant because when I have been up at whatever hours of the morning because she won't sleep I've been reading those people's posts yeah but for me it just doesn't feel comfortable and I think everybody has to decide what what works for them you know whether yeah whether you have five followers like you say um because Everyone has a following now. It yeah. doesn't matter. Well, unless you're not on social media like that woman in the circle. <laughs> but I think perfectionism, as I say, it doesn't exist. And I think something I am seeing online a little bit more now is respectful conversations, which I quite like. Yeah. So somebody has an opinion and they actually can present it in a, in a, in a kind way. And then somebody can respond to them in a nice way. It doesn't have to be maybe what we've seen I'm right, before of like trolling where it's like I don't agree with this and then that person comes back like because they've got the backup like I had a conversation with somebody yesterday who didn't necessarily like a campaign I was doing which was totally fine and I addressed her comments and then she replied to me and I replied to her and it was all very nice and what nice but you know what it what it wasn't um whereas before it might have sent me off in tears or you know Mm. she might have got um her backup and I think that's something that I'm starting to see online that I like but I think one of the things is there's no rules, as in there are rules. You've got the Advertising Standards Authority. Um, so, you know, you declare if it's an ad, you declare if it's an item you've not paid for um, or if you've got an agreement with the brand. The thing about the Grazia article I didn't like was the headline where it says the murky world of influencers. Yeah. Like the influencers like people were people are murky. trying to go under, undercover yeah. and be like, oh. And it's not that. It's because people are trying to figure things out with with no guidance yeah not a lot of information um so you can call the advertising standards authority and you know find out um more information but generally um that there isn't a set of guidelines yeah and that's the thing i think even with the their them as an authority you get to mix messages for things yeah. and it's not one one size fits all unfortunately because it is so varied and i think that makes it more difficult 
But again, an, another thing I said online this week was um, Grazia had some two amazing covers this week and one featured, was it six or seven women? And they all had different disabilities. Um, and I shared one of the posts and I said, oh, what an, an inspiring piece. And then somebody messaged me and said, you know, not everybody with a disability uh, likes to be referred to as inspiring. And she sent me some resources and some articles. I read them. Um, and they were really informative, and now I totally get why. And again, it's using the word some. I, I think sometimes on the internet we label everybody or tar everybody with the same brush, um, and it's all down to the individual. So when I read yeah. those articles, I understood, and I, 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 I rethought the word of my use inspiration when it comes to people with disabilities, but that's down to the individual. Yeah, of um, course it is. But, you know, it's it's to tread carefully. But And that's nice as well, people educating each other, yeah. but not in a... In a, in I, a think that, way. I think that's the thing. I think I'm so open to people welcoming that, and I really I love learning mm. from the response I get from different people because I think that's what makes me a better person mm. in a really self indulgent way. But that's how I learn things, and especially if you're in a job that is on your own, they are essentially people that are educating you and telling you things. It's so so important. But sometimes, you know, we were saying earlier, like people might come back in quite a harsh way and say that use of that word is problematic. And we were saying that things like that are banded around so much now that you kind of think, oh, if, like everything's problematic to an extent sometimes. Yeah, I think um, there's such important issues. I love um, Florence Given on oh, Instagram. she's brilliant. You know, and actually, um, if you don't follow her, go and, and do that. You know, she is bringing up some problematic subjects and oh. some, you know... I don't know. I just think language is is, is quite an interesting one yeah. online, and something that has to be definitely thought about. Um, but I'm interested to see where the the future goes. Um, also in my notes, I have written magazines aren't as transparent as I think. Yeah, quite a lot of. I like to be transparent, but you know, if you think about magazines, as I made the point yesterday, they get lots of things sent for free. They they never just disclose that. They also had advertisers, and it's kind of an unwritten rule that an advertiser should generally appear in the editorial shoot. If they're advertising. If they're advertising. Do you think... I'm going to play devil's advocate Oh, here. go on. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Do you think, though, people read magazines and they assume... They know people would have paid for it. So they assume their magazine would probably be sent the products. Whereas with an individual who is a, you know, you know, inverted commas, normal person, they're assuming that they would have bought everything. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the thing, is, isn't it? Um, no, obviously, that's why I understand there has to be such clarity mm. with, in, like, inverted commas, influencers, because I feel like they are, they, they're a one-person team and they're coming across as, you know, you know, some people don't kind of brand themselves as brands, so people kind of think it's like following a friend, whereas actually if you're featuring products because you want to get a certain campaign... Mm. that's when it kind of you think actually I don't know, do you know I'm not I'm not being I'm being no, cynical no no here. no no I totally, um, I totally and I'm get what you're playing saying. devil's advocate because I don't want people to say like hear that and then think everyone they're following is suddenly featuring things mm. because of that reason if that makes sense but I do think it's interesting with disclosure and that and being transparent but then I think it goes back to to that thing of if somebody is bothering you just unfollow them yeah Oh, completely. Um, the the other thing that I wanted to talk about briefly was um, 
somebody branded me an Insta mum this week and I got, I got a bit annoyed. Um, and it isn't the fact that I think just some of the terms that are used online are, are, are a bit annoying, but it what annoyed me was the fact that because I have a child, I'm immediately just put into an Insta mum camp. And I've got nothing against people that talk about parenting online. As I said, I've mentioned before, I found it hugely helpful. But, you know, I was thinking, you know, what happened if you if you have a child? Do you if, instantly fly into that camp? Like, like you know... Yeah, I'm, I'm somebody who works and talks about fashion, but I have a child. Why is the word mum labelled? I'm a person who has a daughter. You and I am defined by having a child. Yeah, and I just thought that was really interesting as well. You know, I I don't give parenting advice. I don't talk about breastfeeding, bottle feeding, um, weaning, sleep. I'll occasionally talk about June's clothes or her toys, yeah. but not, um, uh, you know. And that there, as um, Pandora used the phrase, you know, she had to draw some lines in the sand and that's where my lines are drawn. Yeah. Um, I won't talk about um, about anything June does as an advert. Yeah. But, but that, because that, that doesn't feel right for me, but it's totally fine for other people. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I don't. So I don't know if you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if we've made any points, but I just. Feel I feel like, like that. I'm like. I'm just wonder. I'm just like. Oh, I hope there's there's some information in here that could be useful because I feel like this is almost a response to things that have been said online about influencers online, and maybe it might make it clear for people. Hopefully, there might be something a takeaway in here. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Or oh. just skip this part. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I want the internet to be a. A more positive place. One per, one place I can't actually deal with at the moment is Twitter. See, I feel like I love Twitter, but yeah. I think it's I think it's a lot down to who you follow. Yeah, I've just got a lot of. Um, it can be quite a noisy place. Yeah, I think noisy is a good word for it. I think I don't have enough enough brain capacity for that at the moment. I feel like the reason I love for I, the main time I'm on Twitter is when a TV show I love is on. Yeah. And I love being part of that conversation. And I think I've mentioned him in the past, but people like Scott Bryan. Oh my God, I feel like I do mention him quite a lot. I have a memory of a fish, so I can't remember. Okay, well, yeah, he's the TV editor of BuzzFeed. And I just love getting TV information. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I enjoy it. I don't like seeing, I don't know, I feel like the word discussion as well is almost sometimes used as a a means of having a bit of an argument. Like, oh, it's, I'm just having an opening up a discussion here. And I'm like, oh, but is it a discussion? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I don't know. Have I said too much? (laughs) Yeah, do we, yeah, do we have any, do we have any closing points? (sighs) I don't want to sound like I've just had a rant or just been self-indulgent, been like, oh, yeah, being an influencer. I don't want an influencer. I don't know. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because equally, I was having this conversation with um, a friend of mine who works in a very different industry. And, for example, they they do, like, film directing, but they do lots of other things, but they're always just, you know, labelled as one thing. And I'm like, does that naturally just happen when you have a career that has lots of different slashes in it do you mm. know what I mean do you, is it universal that someone would just go oh she's a a blogger or she's a that but I think I think the thing with influencers especially is I think because it is yeah like we said like an open market perhaps that's the reason people get a bit turned off from the word but I think what's interesting is because there's people like sorry to interrupt no, it's fine. there's people like people from Love Island who are now mm. influencers who have just been doing it and are selling teeth whitening strips and then there are people who have been doing it for years and have studied and have, you know, built up a brand and they're 
have they have the same job but then is that a snobby thing as yeah well? yeah I think is that like... I think that's interesting we've had that conversation before who are we to define um you know the difference between selling teeth whitening strips and selling a pair of I don't know 200 pound suede sandals yeah who 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 is, is... It a class thing yeah oh goodness I feel like we just opened another can of worms but I think that is really interesting and um, because sometimes things are looked down upon and that's the thing like you subliminally think oh so the people from Love Island for example this is you know just saying. yeah and they 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 can they're labeled as influencers and then sometimes you'd be like, oh, do I want to be in the pool of them? Or maybe it's just reclaiming the word influencer and saying, you know, that might be an umbrella term, but you can do a lot of things. And it doesn't matter whether you just do the one thing and you are primarily a salesperson or you do a lot of things because, you know, mm. it's... Well, I think I've said I've said this to you before. I've, I've said it on the podcast, but when I had Betty as a magazine, it was a printed magazine and it didn't make any money, people were like, oh, you have a magazine. That's incredible. Once I stopped having the magazine, concentrated on Betty, the blog, and Instagram, and started making more money, that's when people are like, oh, so you're a blogger. Oh, so you're an influencer. And I get that face. Oh, yeah, the kind of like... The screwed up face. I've just smelt at the fart face. Yeah. But it's interesting. But when I wasn't making any money, and I wasn't, you know, it paid for itself, but I, I had three other jobs, I was respected. But then once I took a career turn... Yeah, and it's the use of people saying accidental influencer. Yeah, well, like, I mean, but I think we're all accidental, but yeah. I think just own it. Yeah. Maybe we need to come up with some new words, some more fun words. Yeah, and I think, yeah, if people, if we all start owning it, people might, you know, start going, okay, that's cool. Whereas I think sometimes it's what the way we approach it as well. We go, oh, yeah, I'm a blogger. It's, it isn't a nice word. In, I don't know, what, what does the word influence mean? Yeah. As in, what, what's the Oxford Dictionary got to say about that? Let's have a look. Instagram. In I love that you literally just went Instagram. And I was like, no, that's not going to have the answer. So influencer isn't actually technically, doesn't come up as in, it's not in a dictionary, I don't think. So if you Google it, it comes up with influencer marketing, a form of marketing in which focus is placed on influential people rather than the target market as a whole. It identifies the individuals that have influence over potential customers and orients marketing activities around those influences well that was a clear that knowledge. just i was gonna say that sounds like a lot of like buzzword <laughs> jargon doesn't it like buzzword influencer marketing marketing customers marketing selling <laughs> and it's like no i don't understand oh that was yeah that was that oh i'm just gonna close well i'm not gonna close my laptop because the podcast will stop recording but anyway I'm going to wrap it up because I feel like we could talk about this forever. I feel like we could and perhaps it'll be something that we should come back to another time, especially if people have any questions because I feel like we have waffled a little bit. I feel like when we came, when we did decide to approach this topic, it was quite broad and it was just mainly responding to a lot of articles that we'd had a lot of thoughts on. And I think where this podcast has those chats that you'd have with a friend, we were like, let's take all these chats we're having and share them. And record them. And Why not? At your poor ear's expense. <laughs> We'll be back next week. If you would like to review, rate us and subscribe, that helps other people find us. And don't forget that you can go to the Facebook group, which is on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash The Fringe of It. Yep, there's lots of wonderful people there. So do head on over because I'm sure they would love to have a little chat with you. And we will be in your ears next week with a guest. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.